Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Berkwell. And I'm Alex Cox. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about are you allocating your accounts or your entire balance sheet? It's an interesting concept that was brought up to us recently. Yeah. So um, before we dive into that, hey, it's actually nice to have you back on the, the podcast, Alex, and maybe nice for me to be back on the podcast as we've had some vacations coming up. So you've been getting the Ryan or the Alex show. Um, so you get us get us both back today. So it's good good to have you back. Definitely hey. good to have some conversation rather than what felt like a monologue. <laughs> for sure. The monologues, uh, while fun, are certainly aren't the same. Absolutely. So uh, what we're drinking though today, Alex, what are we drinking? Uh, today we are drinking a uh, hazy IPA. It's called Southern Resident Killer Whale. It's uh, from one of our favorite breweries here in the Seattle area. Two beers. Uh, clocks in at six point four percent alcohol. Uh, only forty five IBUs, so it's it's not going to punch you in the face. Um, it's uh, it's just kind of a a nice good summer IPA. Yeah, the only thing I would say about it is. Um... It's drier. Mm-hmm. It's a drier hazy IPA, which it's good. It's solid up for a little bit less dry for me personally. But uh, you know, if I were to give this a bottle cap rating, rating, I'd probably go with a seven out of ten. Yeah, for for me, I I agree. It's a seven. Um, it's it's not the just absolutely amazing uh, favorite beer, but at the same time, very solid. Uh, good good work by two beers here. Yep. So definitely try them out again. The, the name of that beer was Southern resident killer whale. So, so let's dive into this Alex. Let's, let's first, let's, I think we need to start by defining allocation or allocating accounts, right? Because that's just language that you and I, another, you know, dingoes in our industry that like to use jargon. Um, so let's talk about allocation. What, what do we mean by, are you allocating accounts or your entire balance sheet? So when we talk about allocation, what we're really talking about is what's the mix of assets that you have. This could be the mix of assets that you have in a particular account, like a 401k or IRA or other investment account, or it could be the entire mix that you have spread out across your entire balance sheet. Yeah. And it's important to understand uh, the difference between the two of those, right? So too often, at least when I'm talking to uh, you know people that are maybe looking to work with us, or even just random people, I'm talking to the street and they find out that you know a financial planner will be talking about, and right away they go to oh how my rate of return is doing in my 401k or some specific account, right? That's always right. what comes into play. And what I find interesting is, and I've never asked this question, but the more and more you and I speak into this, and and, and Bob's conversation we had last week. I kind of want to follow up the question with what's the return or how's your entire balance sheet doing? Like, what about the other stuff that's going on? How's the return going on there? And well, I bet you anything we're going to get, I would get like deer in the headlight looks like, what do you mean? Right. Well, and it's, it's, it winds up being this conversation with folks where, they very rapidly understand how little that they truly understand about their finances. And, and like you and I have had a couple conversations with financial planners recently that are kind of the same way where it's like, they are going down on a granular detail um, and lose sight of the overall big picture. 
Yeah, I mean, stop and think about this. Just to kind of paint this picture a little bit more, you've got a 401k or an IRA, you know, maybe you've got several, right? Most people do nowadays. So you've got these accounts and you're getting whatever rate of return you're getting in those accounts. Mm-hmm. What about the other assets on your balance sheet? When we mix all of that in, how are they all working rate of return wise, coordination wise, strategy wise? Like how is that all coming together? And so other assets you probably would have on your balance sheet, right? Well, your home for one, maybe a vacation property, maybe a rental property. You probably have some amount of savings, some checking accounts, maybe a CD, maybe a money market account. Maybe you've got a, maybe you have a pension. Maybe you've got employer stock, whether it's in the form of an RSU or an ESOP or grants or something of that nature. Or maybe a standard investment account. We don't see as many of them anymore, <laughs> but they still do exist, people. Um, right. So those are just some of the assets, right? Businesses, LLCs, different entities that you've got, all these different assets that you might have in your balance sheet. Yet the only rate of return that most people talk to us about is what's sitting in their 401k. Yeah, they lose sight of plan level rate of return and, and talk to us about specific account rate of return. And so we lose strategy. We lose like what is the bigger picture and how does all this stuff work together? Um, you know, and, and so like so much of this is not just about rate of return, but about what the likelihood of success is. Mm-hmm. What is the overall strategy that we're trying to accomplish? How do all these pieces fit together? And so like when you start comparing some of these things, you wind up comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, so something I'll have everyone, you know, if you're driving, if you're listening to this, what I want you to do is take a note as soon as you, as soon as you can. If you're driving, try not to take a note. It's probably not the best time. But look at your entire balance sheet. Write down all of your assets and then go into each individual assets and figure out, okay, what's the risk allocation you have? Like how much of that is in a, in a riskier bucket, like a stock versus how much of it is in maybe in bonds or cash or you know some forms of permanent life insurance, um, CDs, money markets, how, many, how much is in that? Right. And so what, you know, imagine you've got, just to give an example, high level, like simplicity, let's just say you've got $100,000 in all of your investable accounts, right? Those are IRAs, investment accounts, 401ks. And let's say you have a 70-30 allocation, meaning you have 70% in stocks, 30% of that is in bonds and cash inside of those accounts. And you've got another, I don't know, $20,000 sitting in cash savings CDs. So you've got a total of $120,000 of assets but you have $30,000 or actually $50,000 actually sitting in assets that what, what most would consider low risk, that being bonds or cash or CDs. Right. Right. And then you'd have the other $70,000 in stocks and bonds. So now when you look at the entire balance sheet, you can now see your risk allocation is not a 70-30 anymore. Right. What is it, Alex? Because that is how you do the math. Uh, it's just a, <laughs> a little bit under 60-40. So like 58 and change, 41 and change. 
And so that's that's your entire balance sheets allocation. Now, if you're truly okay with a 70-30 allocation, then you're missing out on return over long periods of time, right? We're not talking about individual years, right? We're talking about investing long-term the way that you should be. Then you're missing out on return from an entire balance sheet aspect. 100% accurate. And maybe the, the response is that we want to become more conservative over time. Like that, that's a legitimate thing where like, as we get closer to retirement, we should take on less risk. So depending upon how we have our money allocated and whether we're growing, checking, saving CDs, et cetera, or the investment account, like that's going to shift where the dollars wind up growing long-term. And that's an important piece, right? So really, really think about this. Now imagine you're that person that's maybe in their in their forties per se. So you've got, you know, maybe you have a 20, 25 year time horizon until you quote unquote, want to retire, no longer have to work. Maybe it's sooner than that. But the point of it is, is if you've got a certain amount of cash and savings set up appropriately, you might be able to, and, and you have that 70, 30 model allocation, like in your head that that's appropriate for you. Right. Then you might be able to essentially turn on where you're and your that 401k accounts, those accounts that we were just talking about that are that standard stocks and bonds type mix, you might be able to push that to maybe an 80-20. Yeah. Like conversely, like we all get to a point where we have enough money sitting in savings and we don't want our money to quote quote sit around idle earning zero point nothing. Like I've literally had clients tell me that. And so like that same 40-year-old that has maybe you know 50k sitting in savings and you know 150 sitting in in an allocated investment account now they stop putting money entirely into the savings component now they're only funding that investment component and so now while they were taking you know let's say uh, that they were roughly 50-50 once you factor in that 50K that was sitting in savings, now by contributing only to that 70-30 investment portfolio, now as they get closer and closer to retirement, instead of getting more and more and more conservative, they're getting more and more and more aggressive. So it's, it's one of those things where we need to take a look at it and make sure that we understand what we're doing and why we're doing it so that whether it is shifting assets into a total balance sheet allocation or managing new contributions, that we're not inadvertently messing with our overall allocation in a way that we didn't intend. I think one other takeaway that I think most people, I think don't really realize, or maybe they just forget, maybe that's a better term, is the money that you have sitting in bonds, it's not like there isn't risk there. This year has been a great wake up slash reminder of that. Because bonds are affected by interest rates. Yes. Right. As they're going up, bond prices are going down. Right. So there are some risk associated with bonds, like just as a reminder to you all people, to, to everyone listening. So there are aspects that most people haven't really put. 
when they talk about, well, I don't want you know, a bunch of money sitting in cash doing nothing. And that's fair. I get that. But at least it's not sitting around maybe going down in price from the standpoint of interest rate, having interest rate exposure. And it doesn't have to sit in cash or other buckets of money, as we've already mentioned, CDs and whatnot, certain forms of permanent life insurance that have aspects of tax efficiencies, maybe some return going on there. So it's not getting zero point nothing and the interest rate risk isn't there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just to like put some numbers to like what you're talking about, the iShares US aggregate thus far year to date, as of 7-18, end of business day, like it's down over 10%. This is an asset that we generally think of as relatively safe and conservative and is down more than 10% year to date in a little under seven months. And that's fine. As long as you truly understand that you are set up the way that you want. And that's specifically what we're talking about is looking at the entire balance sheet for whatever reason, most people only focus on their retirement accounts. Right. So, you know, really the takeaways we're hoping you're getting from this episode is really sitting down and looking at, okay, what is my risk tolerance? Like, do I, should I have an allocation of 70, 30, 80, 20, whatever that is for you? And what, how does that compare to my entire balance sheet, not just the individual accounts? Yeah. Like, Are you being efficient? When there's so many times when we see, like when we go, you know, have these conversations with people and they're like, oh, well, I already know it. I'm, I'm 70, 30. And we look at like all their, their retirement accounts and their retirement accounts are 70, 30, 70, 30, 70, 30, 70, 30, 70, 30. And then we take a look at like a couple other accounts where they've got like a hundred percent of their money in an employee stock plan. And it's a significant allocation compared to their net worth. And they have very, very little, if anything, in savings because of what you were just talking about, not wanting money to sit idle and not earn anything. And so now when we actually calculate what their overall allocation is, it's way more aggressive than 70-30. Yep. It's more like 90-10. So taking that all to consideration, <clears throat> understanding your risk exposure, not just risk from a standpoint of like, rate of return in the market going down, but what other exposures do we have, such as the interest rate exposure that we brought up? Which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Our question today is exactly what we've been talking about. Are you allocating your accounts on an account by account basis, or are you looking at your entire balance sheet and taking into account your overall allocation or the mix of assets that you're putting into your balance sheet? So head over to beerandmoney.net and there's a spot for you to answer that question of the day. If you got any value from this episode, share it with your friends, share it with your coworkers, just share it. The whole purpose of this podcast is to help you think differently about your money and hopefully be able to take action on that as well. As always, we hope this episode was valuable. And Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. 
guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC, OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850. Portland, Oregon, 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives at the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License, number 1531912, CA Insurance License, number 0K24924, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License, number 7264699, CA Insurance License, number 0H24806, Pinpoint number 2022-141395, Expiration July 2024.